Hopefully it won't be pretty. Okay. Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Life Coach Linda Armstrong. Today is Friday, December the 13th, 2019. Friday the 13th, one of uh, the universe's favorite dates, at least according to many human beings who say just the opposite of that, but that's okay. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy, and uh, I have a little bit of an LOA manifestation story to start off today with. I got a letter in the mail that had some money in it, And, and we always like stories that have unexpected money. This was completely totally unexpected and it's not a large amount but just the fact that it showed up i figured it was noteworthy oh, so yeah. up. as you and uh, many of our listeners know louise and i used to live in virginia before we moved to connecticut we moved here six years ago next month and when we lived there the electric company that uh, served our electrical needs was called rappahannock electric cooperative it's a cooperative company basically uh, owned by the people who are the customers and of course, when we left, I figured, well, that was the end of that and, and didn't give it another thought because that's what happens. You move away and you're just not a part of it anymore. Well, apparently not so much. I got a letter from them and it says, Dear REC member, as a former customer, you continue to benefit from your membership in Rappahannock Electric Cooperative through the assignment of capital credits, which represent the value of ownership in the cooperative. The amount is determined by the cooperative's operating margins and your patronage with REC during the year, the margins were earned. A portion of capital credits is reinvested in REC, and the remainder is returned to our members through a general retirement. This year, uh, a certain amount of capital credits was being retired, and here's your share. And so I get a check for $26.07. <laughs> the amount is not a big amount, obviously. I mean, it's, you know, that's a, a very, it very small matter. amount. But, doesn't matter. But how cool. Yeah. I mean, money just just appeared out of thin air. And it's surprise money. That's what I got. That's the way I look at it. it and they get exactly they get them every now and then. Even if it's one of those, you were in this class action suit for a credit card, and they send yeah. you a dollar thirty. It is. You want to appreciate it and love it, no matter what the amount. And I do, and I did. I mean, I I just I was kind of blown away. I mean, six years ago, for goodness sake, mm-hmm. that's pretty wild. And yeah. then I also have. I know there's another one coming too because. You mentioned class action suit. I was part of a class action suit that I didn't even know I was a part of, suing uh, Big Bad Google, and apparently we won, and so there's about a $50 check coming there, too. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> well, you know, it's just kind of indicating to you that you're op- you've open to receiving even yeah. more in that in, in that area of money. That's okay. the, big, the big takeaway, I think, because it's been six years. You know, it's not like I was I stopped being a member, apparently. Apparently, I've been a member all along. I didn't know it, but, uh, you know, all along I've been a member. But now, all of a sudden, this year, money's starting to come in, including from here and from that other source and my mom's inheritance. And, I mean, just it's one thing after another. So, yeah, apparently yeah. I have opened up in, in ways that I couldn't do the first time. How does it get any better than that? Ooh, uh, come I on, universe, show us. <laughs> I well, can't that's imagine. The, that's up to the universe to show you. So you ask so. the question, how does yeah. it get any better than this? Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. How does it get better? Well, let me know. I mean, I, I'm still here, same address, the universe, so you know, <laughs> feel free to deliver. <laughs> yeah. So cool stuff. So that that's the, the sum total of, of the big news of the day for me. I don't know if you have any big news at your end, but uh, I just figured, um, what a great way to start a Friday, you know? Yeah. I've had a lot of um, 
visitors. My brother-in-law was here for a little bit, and then uh, and now my mother-in-law is here visiting to, nice. through Christmas, so that's nice. Very nice. Um, I went to a Thomas John event. Thomas John is the psych- seatbelt psychic. I don't know if you know him. You mentioned that person. Yes. Yeah, he's he's amazing. This guy, the information that just comes in, and he he gets like details. Mm-hmm. Um, it was between it was with him and another one, Suzanne Northrup who I don't know very well, but I've seen her with him before in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, this time they were right here in Nanuet, New York, so close to where I am. Yeah. So uh, I had to go. And my sister came through, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And I, I remember you were hoping that would that would be the case, so that's fabulous. Right. And the yeah. message was, I won't share the whole message because nobody sure. knows the whole details of that, but the message was perfect, and that message that came through really helped my mom, who's still nice. really struggling with it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the passing of a loved one, it, it, it can knock you sideways, that's for sure. Well, when so. you lose a child, I mean, I, I hope I never have to know that. When your child dies before you, right? it's, a bit, it's tough. So Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So good. Well, I'm glad that it was such a, a happy, successful event because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are currently uh, less than two weeks away from the Christmas holiday. Well, actually, I guess we're kind of all in the Christmas holidays throughout December. That's kind of the way we treat that sort of thing. But uh, Christmas is a, is a particularly special time of year for anyone living in a Christian nation and for many people who are Christians living in non-Christian nations as well. Um, but for also, it has, in my opinion, it has grown beyond Christianity. I think Christmas has become a much bigger thing and Christianity, and there are Christians who would probably just, you know, climb all over me and, and knock me down for saying that. Well, listen, my karate school is in a very Jewish area, and a lot of the Jews do Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of Jewish people do Christmas. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just, it has it has evolved far beyond the original Christ story into a story of, this is a day for love. This is mm-hmm. a day to love family, to love friends, to love to spread love everywhere, and I say that because, in particular, on Fridays I do this show with you, and you've reminded me over and over again that whenever we just put love out to the universe, when we just put energy out to the universe, it never goes to waste. So this is like a a perfect time of year to practice that. It's kind of a reminder, like, okay, this is the time of year. Everybody do it. Everybody put the energy out. Everybody put put the love out because it's the time to do it. Yeah. Well, actually, we had Liz Garcia on the show before, right? And we actually do this Christmas. If you go to the mindbodyspiritnetwork.com, we actually did this um, Christmas show last year. She's promoting it again this year, where she talked about um, how Christmas calibrates and all these different things. And it does calibrate very high on the scale of consciousness. Does it? You know, David Mm -hmm. Hawkins' work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't mean it's that way for everybody. I mean, you're, you're... we're living high vibes, so we'll see it that way. Mm-hmm. But some people might just be like too pissed off and angry about the commercialism, or sure. um, or have had some different heartaches that it makes it this time harder. And they feel, even though it's love that's driving why they're disliking this holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's hard to see. So we don't. I don't want to discount anybody who is having a hard time with that. But it's all a point of view. So why not take the point of view of, let me find the love, let me look for the love, and then you'll see all the little generosity things people do and the, you know, gift giving for no reason, no expectation of anything coming back, those kind of things when you start to notice that going on, because it goes on all over the place, um, that can bring that love in for those who maybe don't realize that that's actually there. 
and that is a big deal. There are, I mean, there there are a lot of, um, I guess you might call them traditions or maybe even stereotypes about what uh, Christmas is like. But Christmas isn't always like the same thing for for everybody. I mean, people have different experiences. Some people have very unhappy or even lonely experiences, um, right. where they just it, it just is not a positive experience for them. Um, one of the more uh, well documented kinds along that line are people who serve in the military who are overseas. They right. don't get to be near their families. For them, it's a very, very different experience. You know, so, and, and that's just one kind. There are lots of different ways that people can, can feel disconnect, I guess. From so then, then you remind me of the videos that you see of service people, men or mm-hmm. women, coming mm-hmm. home, like surprising their family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Those God. You know, like get the tissues out. Like, as soon as it starts, I'm already bawling, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love those. Those are good, those are good uh, stories. Because you actually, you don't, you don't even have to have a story told. All you have to do is see the kids' faces. Yeah. And when, when oh they spot God. their mom or their dad. Yeah. yeah. Or even when the dog sees, you know, their, oh, the dog, right? their yeah. person come home. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's Jumping like up and down. <laughs> yeah. And they're just hugging and licking and hugging. It's, it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see how much these animals are, you know, pure love, mm-hmm. and that they're, you know, that's why they're a part of our family, <laughs> whatever they are, cats, dogs, birds, you name it, lizards, whatever. Yeah. Here in the U.S., of course, there have been a number of seasonal songs that have been written beyond the religion, just, you know, wintertime songs, Christmas songs that are non-secular uh, and so forth, and one of them is entitled, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which is a reminder along the lines of what we're talking about here. It's a funny thing that it's really only the most wonderful time of the year because we decide that it is. But how great it is that we decide that it is. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's a really good thing. That, so, yeah. I mean, it's even better when we decide that it's 365 days a year. But at least we're doing it this time of year. That's good. You know, when you said traditional songs, uh, maybe this doesn't seem so traditional, but I always love when I hear Bruce Springsteen come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> his song, and then also um, Adam Sandler with the Hanukkah songs. Oh yes, <laughs> Louise loves that 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 yeah, Hanukkah yeah, song, yeah. that one particular one that he did. The first one, yeah, yeah, I think he did a couple or two. Yeah, but the one that got all the the big yeah. attention, yeah, she she loves that one. <laughs> so yes, but uh, we're we're about uh, I guess twelve days away from Christmas, so. Things are starting to pop in people's attention. Oh, what's this? Opening, but what it says is, I'm open to receiving the gifts of the universe. Ah, well, yeah, there we go. Once again, tapping directly in. Yep. To what we, uh, what what I start off the show with. uh, Yep, the season of giving. Yeah. So what what does it say at the bottom again? It said uh, something about the, let me just find it. What did I call, what was the card called? Opening. (laughs) Opening. Here it is. Uh, opening to the universe, receiving from the universe. Opening to receiving to the universe. Uh, I am okay. open to receiving the gifts of the universe. Okay, okay. So tell us what the so card I might is as well, I might as well read this card. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Tell I us mean, about I think it. it. I think it pretty much explains itself. But what, what, so it when, says, when you pull the card out and it's that carefully and completely matched to what we're talking about, if you don't read it, it's almost like it's sacrilegious. So yeah, let's do it. read it. Okay. <laughs> So the card meaning says, be open to receive the gifts of the universe. There's nothing to fear, so allow your vulnerability to shine. That could even be allowing yourself to be in that energy of love and and, be, and have sure. others receive. Some people can't re, really can't receive anything. What do, you, what do you mean? 
uh, some people have a hard time receiving gifts, receiving kindness. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so there's nothing to fear. So allow your vulnerability to shine. Fling your arms to the heavens and exclaim, I'm ready. Stretch, expand, and venture forth. Doors of opportunity are open for you. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So your soul wants you to know in nature, periods of contraction, winter, are followed by periods of expansion, summer. Although there are times in life to retreat, be guarded, and go within, there are also occasions when it's essential to be absolutely fearless in your openness and your vulnerability, such as the present. Even if you're afraid now, it's now appropriate to come out and open your eyes to new experience, people, places, and things. Forge new directions and initiate new projects. Even if, you're clo even if you've closed your heart because of the pain of past wounds, this is the time to open yourself wide and full. Boy, yeah. oh boy. I mean, it is, that just nailed what we talked about five minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, really, really good. It's, that, that summarizes so many people's experiences in one card. <laughs> really remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do that, these cards? I tell you. Yeah. They're, they're tremendous. Pretty cool. Well, people channeled the messages for the cards, and then because it has energy behind it, we're having our conversation. I'm shuffling it up. The energy's drawing. The exact card will just always come out, mm -hmm. even when we don't think it is. Well, that's true. I mean, very often. Eventually, we figure it out. Well, you've you've often mentioned that uh, a card comes up, and and both of us are saying, okay, so what's the connection here? And you'll say something along the lines of, "This is for somebody out there in the listening audience." Oh yeah, for sure. Or it's for us, and we don't understand it yet. Well, but then, like three out. days later, we're like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except in our case, it's usually about 10 minutes later into the show. But, yes, it yeah. can be if you didn't look yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, but some, a lot of times it is for people. People mm -hmm. will call me back or call me up or after they've seen me or something. And we were pulling some cards mm -hmm. and maybe not really get it. But then they're like a couple of days later, like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. I have to tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. By the way, I, <clears throat> I know I've been mentioning a lot lately um, how our listenership is doing, but we're doing really, really well on listenership. And as you said earlier, that you know, there are going to be some people who don't necessarily have the same kinds of reactions to this kind of thing we do because we're, we're vibrating at a high level. Um, I'm reminded at how high of the level our listeners are vibrating. And yeah. I know that because they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and they're growing in number, you know. Yeah. So. I, I just want to once again mention thank you to our listeners because you guys make this so much more fun. Not that it isn't fun without it, but you know. No, but we really appreciate them taking the time out of their day. Everybody's yeah, busy to, to whether they're listening, watching live, or listening in the car as they're driving somewhere, or later on, you know. Mm -hmm. Take this time. Now is now is time. Some of your some of your listeners listen to like a lot of your shows all week long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I can't give you exact numbers because you never really know for sure. But you can you can kind of tell by looking at at the the range of stuff that you can see because there's a number of different statistics you can see mm -hmm. uh, depending on what you're tracking. And I can pretty much infer that our listeners listen on average to about three quarters to four fifths of every episode, and that's all five episodes that we put out every week. So yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty dedicated listeners. No, I I, no, I I was coaching with one of the listeners, uh -huh. and uh, she said, I have to catch up. I'm like three shows behind. Like, she listens <laughs> to all of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
I have to catch up on three shows behind. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for for doing that. And by the way, for those who are perhaps tuning in for the first time and not yet listeners, we would encourage you to also subscribe. It is free. It's very easy to do. You just go to the homepage of our website, loatoday.net, and at the top of the page it has instructions that you can click on. For most people it's one click. For some people it's two or three clicks. Um, but it's really, really quick, very, very easy. And then when you're done, all of our shows come streaming right to you. And you can also check us out on YouTube where we live stream to as we're recording. I mean, if you want to see the, the letter that I received, I actually held it up to the camera. I'll, I'll hold it up again so you can see. That was the actual letter that I received. So you can check that out on YouTube. And uh, on, on YouTube, but you just look for the Law of Attraction um, podcast, and we'll just pop right up. So. Yeah. Feel free to subscribe there, click the little bell, and get notified every time that we're doing a live stream. And, and join us on the live stream chat, too. Um, Jeffrey isn't tuned in today. He, I think he's been taking the last couple of days off. But uh, we do have other people who pop in as well. And we'd love to have you, you know, share a comment as we're talking about stuff. Because we'll, whenever we see one, we'll try to incorporate it in the conversation. Uh, okay, so I just picked another card. Okay. And it says, Universal Bank, everything you need to thrive is here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, it always hits perfectly. <laughs> so what does it say? What is it what's the description on this particular card? Okay, let me see. Card? Let me okay. find it. <laughs> Universal Bank. Oh, like I op- and I opened up like literally right to it and I love when that happens because that's, oh, that's like, great. Yeah. Like just a little extra reinforcement that this is the card. Like we needed for- some today, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's for us for right now. Right. It says, Okay, everything you need to thrive is already here. It's time for you to make a withdrawal from the Universal Bank. The Universal Bank is the infinite intelligence within you and your connection to true wealth and abundance. In order to make a withdrawal from the Universal Bank, all you need to do is request it and believe that it's on its way. Mm -hmm. See it as if it's already done. If it's hard for you to believe that you're worthy or deserving of what you want or need, it'll be hard for you to manifest in your reality. You're being asked to use your imagination and visualization skills to help you draw to you that which you are requesting. So that's like everything we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Imagine that there's this beautiful bank, which is not of this world. This bank knows who you really are and knows that you are worthy of everything that you need to, to thrive. The teller at the bank greets you with unconditional love and assures you that everything you need is already to be delivered to you. The bank teller pulls out a golden scroll and shows you your name and your true worth and how much you really have in your savings account. Your true worth is beyond anything that could be considered of monetary value. She hands you a withdrawal slip and asks you to fill it out. (laughs) Ah. She tells you to write down exactly what you need or desire in this moment. She assures that once you get clear about what it is that you want, all you have to do is hand her the slip and she'll give you what you requested. She asks you to have faith and knowing that it will be delivered to you in your physical world in the perfect divine timing. Delivered in a way that is for your highest good and for the highest good of everyone around you. This card is a beautiful omen that what you're requesting is already done. See it, believe it, and open to receiving it, and it shall be yours. All right. That's very cool because so often we hear, you know, Various uh, teachers and coaches and so forth have talked about, you know, draw a check on check on the Universal Bank. People have actually made up checks that said they're yeah, drawing yeah, the yeah. Universal Bank yeah. and so forth. Yeah. But very rarely do we actually hear anybody say, "This is more than just money. This is this is drawing on everything that's tied into abundance for you." Whatever goes, that might be, yeah, which goes far beyond money. Yeah. 
So that's cool. I like that. And and, and I like the golden scroll. That was good. <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to um, someone's podcast the other day, and she was talking about um, how you know we're creators, right? Mm-hmm. We can we create. That's what we are. That's it. We create everything around us, right? And so you know, it, it, and she was targeting money because it seems like money is always so so much harder for people than other things. Like they can create this beautiful family, this beautiful house, these beautiful friends and relationships and all this kind of stuff, but still have that struggle with not enough in, mm. in, in money. And so she was really talking about, well, why is it any different? You're a creator. You can create it. You know, so there was about a lot of clearings about stuff that makes you think you can't create it. Right, but right. we are creators and we can create all this other stuff. It's just another thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to me. I've mentioned this before. How you, you talk about how there are—it always seems to be money. Actually, it—it it seems to be that there's always one thing. I mean, if the if the big three are, they're, they're probably like money, relationships, and health. And I think those are probably the big three that that, that people tend to get most interested in when it comes. They first hear about law of attraction, they want to attract something along the lines of one of those three things, and. I, everybody I've run into at one point or another, um, when I've had some degree of extended conversation about this, will say, there's one thing that, that trips me up, and it's not always money. Um, Joel, for instance, talks about how he has a number of clients who are um, very, very wealthy, multimillionaires, billionaires in some cases, who have absolutely wretched relationships. So they come to him for relationships. They don't need any help with money. Money is not money is easy. Money is a piece of cake. But relationships, forget it. They're lost. <laughs> you know. So I mean, it can vary. Or or somebody who's dealing with a dread disease, money and relationships don't mean a whole lot at that point. What they want is to be healthy. I'd rather have the money problem than the 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 health problem, or even mm-hmm. the relationship problem. You know, because it's just money. So you just, it, <laughs> maybe it's easier to change your point of view around. That. I don't know. You know, it's different for everybody. I think what it really means is that whatever is the thing that we're stuck on the most is the thing that we're focusing on the opposite of the most. We're, well, we're, 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 we kind of get hung up on things, right? And it's that thing that we have to learn more about in this yep. lifetime for us to, you know, to learn for ourselves that, yeah, we can get through this. Why not? I know yep. for myself, the, uh, the money thing was always the hardest one. And, I think it's why I'm so excited with all of the money that's started to come through this year because I feel like I'm making the, the last big breakthrough. Not that there are no, not more breakthroughs to make, but just like the biggest dam is has broken for me. Right. And, right. And I'm I'm reaching levels I hadn't reached before, and that that's exciting. That's kind that's, of fun. That's very exciting because I know I've gone through a different roller coaster, you know. It, and so why do I have to have that roller coaster? Like, yeah. Why can't I have this even plane? Yeah. So yeah, so that's a lesson. To learn. There's a lot of stuff to be learned out of it, but it's it's a fun journey. It's 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 an it's an interesting journey. It constantly changes. If the experience is universal in the sense that I can talk about this like I'm talking about it with you, and yeah, we we've both had this kind of experience, and a lot of other people have had it too, and yet it's also so unique, so individual, because everyone's is a little bit different. You know, right. I, I I think about my experience, and then I hear other people's stories, and yeah, they're talking about how they have money difficulties, but theirs are different from mine. How could theirs be different from mine? Well, they are because our experiences are different. Well, and too, and when you have awareness and you realize that this is an area or whatever these things are that are coming up for you, when you have that awareness to be able to look at it as something, it doesn't define you. 
It's just no. a challenge that you have. That's true. Right? And so when you can look at it like, okay, it's a challenge that I have, and what things can I do around uh, for that? To How can I... Even shifting your vibration in another area will lift that area up. I mean, it's just having this awareness that you don't have to stay there, that there are things you can do about it. Well, and that's why there's coaches. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, too, also, that um, when we think about these things, we often think about them in terms of success. How successful am I at getting the money or finding the girlfriend or the boyfriend or you know having the healthier lifestyle or whatever it might be? And we have different definitions of it. But if you ask, if, if a person in the hot seat asks Abraham about that, they recommend don't worry too much about success because if you finally succeed at everything that you're trying to reach, you die, your life's over. You know, so life is actually not about achieving success. Life is about living and you know, yeah, succeeding as you go along, but it's the, it's the life part that matters more than the success, success part. Yeah. Well, it's the experience. We come here for the experience, right? For the experience of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So look, claim your boundaries. Why? Okay. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, the first two were dead on. There's no way this one can miss. So we just yeah. have to find out how. We've got a couple of decks out here. We'll see how many we get through. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's number 24. Well, I didn't just hop on that page. Okay. So claim your boundaries. Have people been arguing with you lately or challenging you wherever you express your opinion? Are you being ignored or dismissed? Do you feel overly defensive? Are you suffering from a case of being too nice? Mm -hmm. um, if the answer is yes, don't worry. On an energetic level, your aura is simply too wide open, leaving you vulnerable and unwanted psychic influences. I feel like this could be right now referring to, like a lot of times people have a hard time at holidays because they go back to their family or where they grew up and mm. the energy is very different. Right. And then you find yourself getting lost into that old energy, mm -hmm. you know, yep. but anyway, let's see what the rest of it says. Okay. Um, it's time to claim your boundaries, strengthen your aura and put the go away sign on your window. It's not meant to be unkind. It's simply honest and healthy. Become more aware of your aura and your boundaries. Other people are aware of them and will take advantage of if you let them. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, you're just an energetic pushover, and it's time for you to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, this is good piece funny of advice. Show I love it. Yeah. Okay. This is your sole task to master, and it gets easier with practice. Practice saying, no, go away, leave me in peace, both verbally and silently, and enjoy it. Your aura is a protective shield, and it grows as you gain self-respect. Breathe courage and confidence into your aura from within. Practice all day long. You'll soon feel the difference and love it. So maybe it is actually speaking to that at this time of year, and even over Thanksgiving, when people do go back or they're just around family, and mm -hmm. and especially empathic people, you tend then you wind up leaving the the event right and you're like drained or you're maybe mm -hmm. in a bad mood the next day and, and you're right. like what happened to me well you absorbed all that energy right because you didn't mm -hmm. hold your boundaries and you started to mesh with it and it became part of you but what all you have to do really to clear that is say whose energy is this yes. is this my energy mm -hmm. and feel uh, truth is this you ask truth is this my energy and you just feel a yes or a no 
And if you feel like, no, you'll feel it just lift. It's like, oh, okay. So you can just send it back to whoever with consciousness. You don't have to know who it is. Well, whose energies did I pick up? It doesn't even matter. And usually you know right away. Sure. Like, oh my God, this is exactly what that person is going through. And I'm feeling that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, uh, it's, um, it's Uncle Eddie again. I mean, there it is. It's always the same thing every year. It's always Uncle Eddie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. sometimes even just being in an environment. Like, you know, you live in California and you come back. I, mean, I lived in California for a while. I remember coming back to New Jersey and feeling like, wow, everything's just so different here, you know? And, and mm-hmm. like, and. And you do kind of find yourself falling back into old ways, like even just in the week that you're there visiting. You're like, what the heck? Well, hold on a second. I feel like I'm losing myself. Then you get back to where you have been setting up this home and this space and your energy around everything. And you start to feel yourself again. And you realize sometimes it takes leaving and going back to realize how much you've actually grown Mm -hmm. from that place. No doubt Um, about that. I experienced that many times, uh, particularly while my parents were still alive visiting them um, because they moved to Virginia before I did. And when I finally, well, first of all, I would visit them anyway while I was still living in Connecticut at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, every summer that was summer vacation, every winter was uh, Christmas. But even after Louise and I moved down there and saw them more often, I was noticing exactly what you just described. The, the, I have st- I still had the memories and still have the memories of what it was like energetically when I was a kid. But visiting them as an adult was an entirely different experience. I I could easily have slipped into those old feelings. They yeah. were, they were, it was like the invitation was there, but I didn't do it. And I was glad I didn't do it because that was basically me appreciating, yeah, I have grown. That's I right. Have, I have it, developed over It's kind of like, did you ever walk back in your um, elementary school? Like even when you were still, when you were like in high school or when you were in college or even whatever. And I have kids and you go back to that same elementary school because you live in the same town. And you're like, oh my God, the hallway is this big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Because the perspective back then that you're still holding on to is like, and then you go in there and you're like, wait a minute. What happened? It's shrunk, you know? Um, Yeah. It's, It's a pretty strange thing. But, you know, I was going to mention, too, even, you know, I live in New York. My mother lives in New Jersey. It's half an hour away. Like, the border's so close. And um, there are sometimes, there there have been a few days where I've woken up with this feeling of dread. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I'm like, who's, who's, is this energy mine? And it's like, no. And then I realize, oh, wait a minute. I was talking to my mom or I went to visit her. And, and. It's almost like I was processing her grief because she's really going through still a lot of grief over losing my sister. Mm. And but when I realized, I processed mine in in a whole different way. But I started taking hers on. Yeah. Or even my father with some difficulty he was having with something. I started taking that on. Mm -hmm. I'm also, you know, very open. But so there's that boundaries card. Like I didn't hold my boundaries, but luckily I had the awareness to know. Wait a minute, this. I don't even know what this is. Is it mine? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it can also happen outside of a family. It can happen with people who you, you only know a little bit or have barely known at all. I mean, I was telling a story yesterday. Um, Louise and I bought a mattress from a guy about two and a half years ago. He's a uh, local. He, he does his own mattress manufacturing. And 
Um, it, it hadn't quite worked out the way we wanted to, but he has this really interesting thing. He'll basically take your mattress back and fix it to what you need it to be so you don't have to buy a whole new mattress, which is great. So we went back to have him do that, and I was just I was getting to know him while he was working on the mattress. First of all, I mean, he was amazing what he was doing, and I described all this yesterday. So if you want to hear all that description, listen to yesterday's episode. But I was getting to know him. His, his name's Alec. He's from Ukraine. He's first generation here in the U.S., and he he was just an amazing human being. But he also had certain um, beliefs that he was expressing because it, it's like we were opening up to each other. So he was sharing stuff with me that he probably wasn't sharing with most customers, um, which is actually a recurrent theme for my life. I get that a lot. But <laughs> anyway, he was sharing all this stuff. And some of it was stuff I, I just didn't really like. Um, it was you know, expressing beliefs that didn't match my own beliefs. Now, in the past, I could have easily treated that as a loose boundary issue, let it slip in, get all over me, and so forth, and just, it could have dragged me down. But I had a different experience. In this case, my experience was, okay, well, his belief is different from mine. I was consciously thinking this. His belief is different from mine, but you know what? That's okay. He can think what he wants to think. It's all right. He, he's a good guy in other ways, but I don't have to take on any of his stuff. I certainly don't believe it, you know, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to be indifferent to that part of it. And so I was, and we had a wonderful conversation as a result because I didn't take that stuff on. So right. It, it, you're right, it can, it can kind of sneak up on you and you wonder where did that energy come from? But it can also be like right in your face, like this is very clear what's going on here. You get a choice. Yeah. And you know what's, what's awesome about that is because as you do open your awareness and, and hold more con become more conscious, um, you can be in that place of non-judgment Yes. And, and allowance. Like, okay, well, they're allowed their point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, or their way of being, you know. Yeah, yeah. His his way of being doesn't have to be my way of being, and that yeah. is okay. Okay, so I'm picking another card. Let's see what we get. Be open to love. Ah, there we go. There With we go. the Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah. Well, Sonia Choquette lives in Paris now, so she's ah. Okay. She loves. Um, so be open to love. Well, you don't have to read anything about that, because there you can just. If you weren't open to love, then you'd have to argue the point of view or whatever <laughs> yes, it was true. or the way of being or prove them wrong in some mm -hmm. way or not allow them to hold what they hold, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's actually the ultimate mark of love, being able to let go of stuff like that when it comes your way. You know? I know it used to really bother me when I would listen to people who are just so indoctrinated by um, oh, yeah. whatever religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it used to really irk me, and I would almost want to like challenge some of the things they said. And like, well, what about this? And what about that? You know. Now I'm like, okay, they're allowed their point of view. Who am I to say mine's right? Why do I have to try and change them? I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've even been in situations. I can think of one in particular that happened about I don't know four or five years ago. Um, somebody I've known for quite some time, and he very is a very strong uh christian evangelical very strongly evangelical and he was basically trying to pin me down to kind of get me to believe what he believed and i was literally doing a dance trying to avoid that whole conversation i mean i i recognized the boundary issue right off but he was very very persistent about it and ultimately he pinned me down by saying so what do you believe 
I didn't want to turn it into an argument. I knew almost anything I said probably would turn into an argument. And I didn't. I also was not in a position at that point in the conversation to, to deflect anymore, so I had to come back and say something straightforward. And I said, well, I think we have a lot of similarities. I was kind of stretching it a little bit there, but I think we have a lot of similarities in our belief, but I think the one difference is you believe that God is separate from you. I, I believe that I am God. And it it kind of caught him by surprise. And I didn't say it with the perspective of, well, I'm going to show him. It's just like, that was what came to my mind, so I just put it out there. And interestingly enough, he accepted it. I, I, I did not expect that. He just kind of accepted it. He didn't, I mean, you could tell he didn't agree with it. But I had answered his question. I had done it in a non-threatening way, and I had been perfectly bluntly honest about it. And he accepted it. And, and that's something we often forget about. I mean, you can actually just say what you believe, and if you don't have the animus behind it, it's just going to just stop. It's not It's not going to turn into an argument. The only thing that turns it into an argument is because we decided to turn it into an argument. Right. You know, um, that's very interesting, too, because actually earlier today, um, you know, my, my mother-in-law, has. she's very involved with her church, and it's great because she has all these people around her that, she she's you know almost 90 you know and they they really care about her and she has all these functions at the church and all that but sometimes she'll start to kind of harp on a point of view of whatever mm-hmm. and i think we were talking about mediums or whatever it was and she goes you know the bible says it's really not right it's bad i'm like are you sure about that <laughs> you know so I, I got a little bit in the conversation but i was trying to find a way to not make it be and and i'm like in my you know and i always remember data things that i've heard that where all these discoveries come in that can prove how things have changed and been rewritten and all this kind of stuff right um then my husband walked in the room i was happy about that (laughs) he can tell you and you know these things that have been found and discovered and you know and in my husband he'll pull it off you know the archdiocese of this the, the this um Roman emperor, whatever, and mm. tell stories. Got all, all that up the tip I, of his I can't hold it. I just can't hold it. Yeah. But what she said something because I've turned her on to even um, Tyler Henry. He's the Hollywood psychic, yeah. young mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Was, you know that young guy you showed me that that Hollywood medium guy. He had someone on the show once, and she said, "I really shouldn't be doing this because it's against the Bible, and and mm-hmm. I think it's wrong." But I want to do it. Like she had this conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote it down so I don't forget it. My mother-in-law says, you know what he said? He told her, you know, things have changed since then. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. This is my line forever. Thank you, Tyler Henry. Things have changed since then. No argument. You don't have to, you know. It's like I don't want to make her wrong for what she believes. Sure. But she also really does want to be able to have the ability to see a medium and connect with loved ones and feel okay about it. Mm. So I was trying to help her to be okay. And, you know, she is. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. And I'm seeing and experiencing a lot of things like that. There, I think more and more the boundaries of religion are kind of falling to the wayside. And I'll call it the boundaries of spirituality. They're kind of, they're, they're kind of dripping away. I think people are beginning to realize more and more there's a whole lot more in common than there is that's different. So, okay. yeah, we, we, we're just letting go. It's it's, a, it's a, like a global letting go process going right. on. Right, and don't you think that's, I feel, it's directly related to this energy that's shifting on the planet, this higher vibration that we're all moving into, which is an energy of unity and oneness, because mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. one. But as this actually physically 
the earth itself raising its vibration which can be scientifically measured um mm. that doesn't that go to show you something if we're raising our vibration we're going more into that energy that is love mm. then all of those differences have to kind of fall apart in some way yeah they would we can be able to be non-judgmental mm-hmm. and accept each other's point of views or differences right Oh yeah, that's that's got to be a part of it. And you're right, it, it, that's the way it's going to manifest. It's going to show up as things, you know, old disputes kind of dis- dissolving into nothingness. Um, yeah, well, look at look at the topic of sexuality. I mean, how much has that changed? Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, just in our lifetime, amazing yeah. how much has changed. Yeah. Cuz I still remember, and I'm sure you do too, what it was like when we were kids. I mean, the whole topic was a completely different topic and it was never ever discussed. Right. Not I mean, accepted in any way or no, whatever, no. whatever. Now it's like, come on, man. <laughs> big, big change. Let's love each other. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever whatever yeah. shape that takes. And there's it's been love. a lot of um, peaks and valleys, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, tussles and struggles during that period. But look how it all turned out. Mm-hmm. It turned out nice. It turned out yeah. good. So, what deck have you reached for you? I, I see another deck in your hands. Yeah, well, one of my favorites. The Energy Oracle. Ah, the Energy Oracle. Okay. Yeah. Sandra Ann Taylor, Energy Oracle. There's, I guess there could be lots of Energy Oracles. I continue yeah. to be impressed by all the artwork. I mean, the, you, you have a lot of these decks, and some of them have just absolutely spectacularly gorgeous artwork. Yeah. It's really, really good. All right. So what are we going to get from here? Okay. We're oh upside down. Okay. Fifth Chakra, Archangel Gabriel. Hmm, okay. Another beautiful piece of artwork, too. Yeah, so the fifth is the heart. No. Fifth, sixth, seventh. No, it's a, a throat. Throat, throat chakra. Okay. Uh, okay. But inverted. Oh, upside down, right? Okay. 39 upside down. So let's see if that relates into what we just talked about, because it's all about mean, expression. Yes, it always does. We know it always does. <laughs> well, well, the throat chakra is always about expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Communication or any kind of expression. It's the way you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you express yourself in the world. Okay, so 39. And I said it was reversed? Yes. Yeah. Archangel Gabriel. Self-expression and speaking your truth. <laughs> mm. Reversed. Okay, I better put these on. The words are jumping a little bit. Okay, so this card reverse often indicates significant blocks in your throat center. Something in your history may have caused you to shut down, but it's important now to break through that unhealthy pattern, or you may be currently be may or you may currently be sirens <laughs> in a situation where the free sharing of your ideas, opinions, and feelings is being thwarted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes by sirens. Yeah. No, but also you know, when you're not allowing someone to be who they are, right? Yeah. Or not to have, hold their opinions. You have to change their opinion. You have to give them new ideas. Everybody, you know, trying to change each other. And then some people may just stifle. And you can have an imbalance either way. Either you're doing too much Absolutely. of giving it out or yeah. then uh, not enough of giving it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says, in addition to the fear of self-expression, this card reverse can indicate physical throat problems. As all the chakra cards reversed may signal difficulties in that area of the body. Hmm. The physical trouble may be connected to the blocked energy in that chakra. So it's all the more important to work on clearing the energy 
of that center involved. To clear the throat chakra, call upon Gabriel and meditate on his power blasting through any blocks. See your throat center spinning in a beautiful blue light. Muster up the courage to speak your truth to yourself and to those around you. It's time to let go of any old fear of confrontation and stand up for yourself now. Mm, okay. okay. All right. You know, while you were reading that, um, chakras are something that I, I've i learned a fair amount about by talking to people like you and other people that I've talked with over the years, long before I was doing a podcast. And I can't say I ever really totally got chakras. I mean, I've had it explained to me and so forth. But um, it, I don't know. It just seemed... It always seems a little bit esoteric to me. So when we talk about a throat chakra, you, uh, the reading that you, the card that you, you read from indicated that it's about, it can be about uh, trouble expressing something. Um, but what does the energy side of that say to you? I mean, could, because there's an energetic aspect to chakras, right? Each chakra has a, has like a different energy. Am I reading that right? And well, that that is the energy. It's the energy of communication, mm-hmm. of expression, of... So, allowing yourself to be your truth and letting that out in the world. So each of the chakras, and, it, and like the card said, it could relate to physical things within your body. Because mm-hmm. they're energy centers within your body, uh, within your whole in, whole aura, really. And so they have different effects on different things. When you so say I'm not sure what you mean by cent- the energy of that, because the energy... Well, the energy center is the word. You, you use that phrase, the energy center, and, and I think that's kind of what I'm, I'm honing in on. What, is that, what does that mean, an energy center? Because the way I visualize our energy is like we have just this continuous flow of energy that is around us and through us and so forth. So why is there a center of energy? Well, there's a lot of chakras where there's, um, they're just points of, of energy within your system that make up the whole system. And it's all okay. you know, energy is in constant motion, so it, it all mm-hmm. is relating to it to itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So those areas are able to you can there's a frequency even to those to that energy. Yeah, right? I know they associate colors with them. Colors, with colors them. are frequency too. Mm-hmm. Everything's frequency because mm-hmm. everything's energy. Yeah. So the the different centers that have been able to be um, measured even through measuring the frequency of the energy. That's why when you do crystal healing, you can put certain crystals that are of the same vibration of the chakra, right? So you can put a, you know blue crystals on the throat, green, pink on the heart, yellow on the solar plexus, orange on in the sacral, red or black in the root, um, purple or clear on the crown, uh, indigos, purples in the third eye, they and those crystals will hold a certain frequency. So, like um, our bodies have so many frequencies, okay? And there's more than just those seven chakras. There's a lot of chakras. Oh, well, there are. I don't know anything. I, I really don't know much about all of those other ones. You have chakras in your hands. That's why, like Reiki people will will do like um, a shokurei symbol and to open up the the, the palm and, chakra. And I have felt that energy in the palm of the hand, so I yeah. do know that one. There's there's you know. Chakras under your feet, above your head, and uh, there's a lot of them. Okay. So they're all different frequencies. So our bodies hold many, 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 many frequencies. Hmm. Whereas, as far as crystal healing goes, the crystal holds one frequency. Mm-hmm. So when you can put, say, green crystal on the heart chakra, it helps that chakra 
to entrain to the one vibration because the crystal holds its vibration, whereas the body's got all this stuff. So it allows that chakra to entrain to that crystal. That's why crystal, that's in a nutshell, basically, very simply, how crystal healing works. Why is that entrainment so important? Why is it important, for instance, with because you want to have those chakras balanced? And to balance them, they work better when they're holding the frequency that is of that chakra. Oh, okay. So it's free flowing. It's not overflowing or it's not blocked. So it might be spinning too fast or too slow or stop. They're never really stopped. I don't it's, believe it's that they like, are. It's kind of like a realignment of each of the chakras then. Yeah. So, so with, you know, right now I'm speaking to crystal healing. They'll use the crystals to have the body's energy entrained to the energy of the crystal. Mm -hmm. so all the crystals, we, and you know, I don't want to, I didn't want to go there, but you can get any crystal book and look up any particular crystal, say amethyst, and you'll find out what things it does for you. Hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, every time I, I talk about this topic, I learn something new <laughs> and that's good. That's the way okay. it should be. But I had no idea that there were there were a whole bunch of these uh, chakra points long beyond what is, seven I think is the, is like well, the typical what, number. That's what most people talk about, yeah. Yeah, but, but, I mean you can buy books this thick on chakra chakra mm -hmm. system, you know, with tiny little writing in there. <laughs> <I> mean, <it's laughs> a lot of information out there. So that's just like in a nutshell. Wow. Um, you have you know we're energy, and there are different energy centers within our system. And when they're all balanced, that's why we talk about balancing the chakras and everything's in harmony and your body's really flowing, then you can be in that higher vibe, right? Yeah, sure. Then the parts of the body associated to those chakras can balance themselves out so that disease is not present, does not become present. So I mean, that's the whole thing about energy healing, whether we're talking about the physical body. Well, I mean, the emotional body is where it starts. Mm-hmm. If you don't handle it in the emotional body, where does it go? Eventually, it goes in the body. It becomes yeah. disease, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing. So energy healing is about clearing that stuff out. I mean, you can see it in people. You can see people who hold on to certain thing that they might say is a failure in their life, and they'll hold it with them their whole life, and they become, you see them become shriveled up and like prunes and miserable. It doesn't have to be that way. That's because it was never cleared. It makes sense. I mean, what we're talking about is often called the aging process, which I always thought was a little bit misnamed. Well, yeah, that's a group. That's a group think. Yeah, right. It, who's to say we have? I mean, there are a lot of people that do live a hundred and more. Like, supposedly there are people who have lived a whole lot longer than that. A lot longer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if we start seeing yeah. more of that. I, yeah. There was a special on television that Louise watched that I saw a piece of featuring a bunch of, of celebrities from bygone eras who are currently in their 80s, 90s, and 100s, and they're thriving. They're just thriving. Yeah. They're, 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 they're happy. They, you know, they, know, they all know each other, so they hang out with each other, and, and they just, they're continuing to live life, and they don't even think about it in terms of age. It's, it's really a remarkable thing. I mean, this is something that even 50 years ago would have been like, really? No, that's not going to happen, but it's starting yeah. to happen already. Well, it's just programming. And, I mean, you can see it. Most people look a lot younger at their age now than their parents looked at that age, you know? I had that experience uh, with this guy, Alec, that I met, mm -hmm. the, the, the mattress guy, because um, he asked me at one point, how old are you? And I said, I'm 62. He said, you don't look like you're over 50. 
I said, well, thank you very much. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> but there's another example of it, you know. So, yeah. This energy thing is really an interesting thing. Um, I, I totally understand what you're talking about in terms of the body um, kind, of, kind of being like the repository for what you're calling uncleared energy. Um, or I would call it um, storing the stuff we don't like, <laughs> well, <laughs> which so, is a very so, strange thing. So let's talk about law of attraction. So you're okay. thinking about um, surprise money and getting excited about it and having it show up, and you're mm-hmm. and you're nebulizing it, and you're imagining all the different great things and how good you're going to feel, mm-hmm. or you're not, and you're imagining how everything's going to go wrong, oh, and yeah. you know, or I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not going skiing because I'm going to break my leg or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Feel the difference of that energy. I mean, people who really do live in fear, they're holding that energy. You could see it on them. You could and feel I, it. I can feel it in myself when I hold on to it. And I love the fact that I can feel that now. I never noticed what it was before, but now I understand. I, now I can tell that whenever I'm feeling this kind of funky stuff, that's me hanging on to stuff. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. So that, that's a breakthrough. Just even and we can choose that. to we can choose to stay there. Or we can choose to move out of it. Mm. It's really all about choice. It's yeah. all about choice and all creation, creating. Yeah. Everything is. Do you agree that everything starts with thought? I don't know, but I think that thought is an easy tool for us to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean the the. Um, the Abraham Hicks viewpoint that literally everything starts from our thoughts and as we think more about them, then the feeling starts to come in and then it starts to build. Well, I mean, and build no, and build. But actually, it's true, right? Because somebody had an idea that we could have electricity. Mm-hmm. It was a thought first. It was. Yeah. An idea is a thought. In fact, I've been making the argument this week that um, there's really no such thing as objectivity. It's only subjectivity because everything's a subject of our thoughts. And I think it's actually a good thing to talk about stuff in terms of being a subject rather than an object, because when we objectify something, we put it outside of ourselves. We say, well, you know, I have no control over that thing. But a subject is always something we feel like we have control over. So I think we should be talking about stuff as as if it was our subject rather than our object. All right. So I pulled the card goblins. I have no idea what it's going to say. Okay. Well, this is the wild card for the show. I don't remember this card. I've probably seen it before. But let's see what it says. Okay. Goblins. This is cool. Could even it, We don't have time if it takes us off on another tangent. Or oh. it might be late. So let's see. Or it might, it's going to time out perfectly. It might be something to continue at another time. But anyway. It could be. It could be. Oh, okay. Fear is an illusion. Choose love today. Forgive yourself and others. <laughs> oh, well, pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, that pretty much sums it up. And we've been talking about non-judgment, allowing people to have their points of views, um, you know. Really, choosing love, you know. Anyway, okay, fear is an illusion. It is. We can either stay there or we can choose to come out of it. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. It says, goblins are born when you're wounded and something essential is lost in that experience. From that point on, as you forget your wholeness, they remain with you in the shadows. The, well, that's like the fear, right? Sure. There they remind you of what brought them into being by mimicking your own voice, tricking you into believing that you're unworthy, victimized, or unlovable. See, that's like mm-hmm. subconscious programming, right? Little goblins. Yeah. Um, 
they hold you hostage through low self-worth, self-sabotage, and the feeling that you're lacking what you need. If goblins pay you a visit, know that they represent the shadow of your own self or someone else's, and that they're leading you into a potentially reactive situation. A goblin's card appearance is an opportunity for growth, however, and a signal that you must love yourself. No human is without flaws. The goblin's message is that you must release resentments and negative self-talk. Within you is the spark of the divine. Ask spirit to help heal you. Miracles can and do happen. Let go of negativity. <laughs> All right. It's funny as you were reading about goblins there. Are, are you familiar with the Harry Potter series of movies? Yes. Because it, it reminds me of the first one, the first movie where young Harry with Hagrid goes into Gringotts Bank, which is manned entirely by goblins. And I love all the different ways they create all these different goblins with different looks. And every single one of them looked like somebody who had this really uncomfortable pain in their side or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about whose energy is this? Now we can say, okay, there, I've got a goblin. Whose energy is this? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yes. Where did this come from? What is this shadow? Because all that shadow stuff comes from stories that were either given to you that you've allowed and taken on as your own, mm. right? Stories like you're unworthy or you're not good enough or, you know, that's not a, for the likes of you. You know, how can you ever measure up? Who do you think you are? Like, you know, how much of that stuff has gone on? Um, so goblin energy. I like goblin that. energy. It's a good way to yeah. describe it. And, and it, it feels like it too. It feels like there's a goblin when you're, when you're taking on that kind of energy because it's kind of like Harry's experience walking into that bank. You know, he, he's an 11-year-old. It's the first time he's ever seen anything that's in the wizarding world. Now, all of a sudden, he's seeing the wizarding bank. The wizarding bank is being manned by all these goblins who are looking at him rather fiercely. And Hagrid is warning him they're not the friendliest of beasts and so forth. And you, you can just see Harry kind of pulling in with him within himself. And his eyes are getting really, really big. He's taking on all this, this fear-based energy just by looking at these guys. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, too, it's, it kind of makes it more fun. So if you find yourself, like, even the thought of, oh, it's a goblin, that, that kind of, like, makes you want to laugh at yourself, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I came subject to a goblin, or one of my goblins is coming out. Mm -hmm. so, you know, do something. Sage yourself. Like, you know, watch a funny movie. Raise well, your laughter. Well, yeah. Laughter, it, well, in, in the Harry Potter series, laughter is also how you defeat one of the other um, creatures. And I can't remember what the name of that creature is. But uh, laughter is a really powerful, I won't say a weapon, it's a tool. It's a powerful tool for letting go of stuff you want to let go of. Because if you can laugh at it, it's halfway gone. I remember reading a story. I, I don't remember what book. Again, I'd have to ask my husband, where did we learn that? <laughs> <laughs> About you know a person who actually cured cancer by just watching funny movies. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. laughing, letting, just being in that space. Forget about all this treatment that they want to put me through. I'm just going to laugh my way to health. Well, and again, the one. Okay. there's a belief though, right? So if that person actually chose to do that, believes it will work, of course it, it will work. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I believe. I think the first one we all kind of became aware of was Norman Cousins uh, because he, he famously published uh, part of an autobi autobiography where he talked about doing exactly that. But it's also in the movie The Secret. Um, there was a couple that was in the secret. The, the man was the guy who crashed the airplane, and the woman is the one who had cancer, and she watched all the funny movies in order oh, to really? cancer. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, I didn't, I didn't remember that. Yeah. I, I was remembering something a little bit different, but see, it's out there. 
right? And there are a lot of instances of it. That's why we're thinking of different situations. But a lot of people have used laughter to heal all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've told the story numerous times about how I needed to really change my perspective about my knees when my knees were really hurting me almost two years ago now. And part of what I did in order to get myself into the space where I could change my way of thinking about it was to laugh at the situation, which is not easy to do when you're in pain, but sometimes it's all you can do. Sometimes it's the way to break the mindset that you're in because you're in a mindset. That's how you got there in the first place. And I think it's a great way to break that mindset, just kind of crack it open. And that's what made me kind of chuckle internally is like, yeah, I got a little goblin showing up today. Mm-hmm. Right, let's deal with this goblin. <laughs> That's what we call it, cracking up, right? I and mean, when you laugh, you're cracking up. You're cracking up that uh, that shell of nonsense that you surround yourself with. Well, yep. get rid of it. Yep. So good stuff. Uh, good show. Before we go, tell people how to reach out to Linda Armstrong, the life coach and the energy healer. Yeah, go to my website, lovemylife.coach. And actually, I'm starting up group coaching. It's going to be Wednesdays uh, in, the, in the mornings mm-hmm. on Wednesday, no, well, noon here in New York. Okay. Um, the first and third, you have to see. You can go to my webpage and look for group group coaching, because I'll have an evening that's the second and fourth Wednesdays, and a, and a noon class that's um, the first and the third, and they're an hour and a half long. We do oracle cards. I do energy healing. We do meditation. It's just a really I call it super soul circle. It's a really a way of just really being in that soul energy, discovering yourself, navigating those highs and lows of spiritual awakening um and it's it's super affordable 111 dollars a month so it's 55 dollars 50 cents for an hour and a half session twice a month very good all right well then i hope uh, listeners uh, take advantage of that and get themselves uh, into a better place in a group setting that's always good to do so thank you very much thank you to our podcast listeners uh, for tuning in once again and enjoying another week we'll see you all next week here on loa today Bye, everybody. Bye.